and welcome to the Turn Left at the Wormhole podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Josh. And welcome to our second episode. Now, last week we set up the fantasy fantasy draft system that we were going to use. We didn't have all the kinks worked out. We didn't know how we were going to rate or score anything, but we've come up with a solution. We're each going to get a dice, number one through six. We'll roll said dice. If you get a one through three, someone is either going to have to get injured or die, depending on the severity. A one, somebody dies. Two, someone's seriously injured. And a three, it's minor, but they'll recover. Four, you can come up with a solution, but it can't be a quick one. Five, pretty quick solution. Like, you know, maybe a normal episode solution of like Star Trek or something. Six, you can figure out a solution right on the spot. No big deal. But it's all going to be based on your dice. So there is an element of chance to this whole system we have. Now our systems, we're not going to know what they all are week to week. But we're going to know some of them. This week, the opposite person gets to choose your team. So you have no idea who you're going to have on your team until you get into the scenario. We don't know who it is yet. We haven't even rolled the dice yet, so we don't know if we're going to have to kill someone, injure someone, or solve it real fast. This was Andrew's idea, I just want to say. <laughs> Part of it was my idea. We, we collaborated with this. So we don't know yet, but Josh, what is our scenario? All right, so today's scenario... Uh, a quick synopsis of what's going to happen, and then our crew has to work its way out of it. So scenario one, a Q-like being appears before your crew. He tells your captain that there will be eight individuals chosen from amongst your crew at random to compete in a tournament to decide which is the best species. So now I'm going to choose Andrew's crew. So among Andrew's crew, I actually felt like I was pretty generous here. I gave you James uh, Tiberius Kirk. I was just like saying Tiberius. So you got Kirk. And then Scotty, along from the, uh, from the original series. Then Catherine Janeway, just because I feel like Kirk and Janeway would probably kill each other. As soon as <laughs> and then uh, you have Dr. Crusher, uh, Garrick, Data, Daniel Jackson, and The Doctor. So that will be Andrew's crew going forward. So while he's marking all of that down, I'm going to give Andrew now his scenario. So... The Q takes your team to a planet that is early in its development. In fact, your crew deduces that they are somewhere in the early Renaissance period, where knights battle for the affections of princesses and dysentery is running rampant amongst the population. (laughs) It appears you've been dropped into a jousting match and your crew have been outfitted in the latest armor. From the crowd, a rotten tomato flies and splatters into the face of the most attractive of your crew. In this case, uh, I don't know, Crusher maybe? I don't know, I missed one. So, yeah. So, uh, get on with it, your highness, a toothless man shouts. The crowd begins to jeer and toss other unsavory things at you. Where are they getting all of these vegetables, your group leader is thinking? Shouldn't there be, like, some sort of massive food shortage? But he or she is wrong. The Q-bean has provided every peasant with hundreds, nay, thousands of fruits and vegetables. The Q stands up and calms the crowd. Fair presence, he says. Today we will witness a battle for the ages. The weakest must fight the strongest from amongst these poor devils in a fight to the death. The crowd erupts and even more fruit comes flying at you. You must now choose among you 
who must fight to the death and the rest of the crew must work on a solution to escape the clutches of the Q being. Okay. That's going to be interesting. Now, who, who are my eight again? I missed one. So you have Kirk, okay. Scotty, okay. Janeway, okay. Crusher, yep. Garrick, mm-hmm. Data, mm-hmm. Daniel Jackson, and the Doctor. The Doctor. Very nice. Okay. All right. So you want me to give me your scenario is the same. So we should let everyone know we both have the same scenario here. Correct. So do you want your eight now before I come up with my roll my dice and then do mine? Go ahead and do yours, and then we'll give my my oh. eight, and then uh, and just so every everyone's fresh, it's okay. fresh in their minds. All right, rolling my dice. Rolled a four. Okay, so, so uh, yeah, a good good solution, but it it has it, to be the most plausible, which actually yeah. might be the most difficult thing mm-hmm, to roll. Mm-hmm. So, I have to choose my strongest and my weakest to fight each other. Correct. Correct. All right. So, the strongest. Of the eight you gave me, that's going to obviously be Data. Uh, the weakest? Um, I mean, it also depends on what you're talking. Like, weakest yeah. of will or weakest uh, stature, which I would go would probably more like with stature. Yeah. I feel like, so, or, you know, just strength in general. So maybe Crusher, like Dr. Crusher. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe... I'm probably going to go Daniel Jackson, though, um, because he's primarily a linguist. Okay. And early on, he's an archaeologist, so he doesn't have as much. So the, they're they're fighting, um, trying to figure out a way to, you know, take as much time as they can so the other six can come up with a solution. Um, Janeway and the Doctor have worked together a lot. So, I mean, obviously, they're from the same show. They're good friends. So they notice that there's something wrong about this whole scenario. Like, it just doesn't seem right. The people don't entirely seem real. They seem a little... They they can't even describe it, but they're off. So they, they start investigating this. James C. Kirk is, you know, he's running around punching people. Because <laughs> that's what he does. So he's he's trying to do it. <laughs> Somehow Garrick, he like winds yeah. up in like some bar and just starts getting hammered. <laughs> yeah, we don't know where this bar came from because it was like a stadium. But he finds one and he's you know <laughs> doing that. Scotty Crusher and Garrick are you know they're all working together trying to come up with the, come up with their solution, you know, and they're working. Janeway and the Doctor are working. Eventually, they each get half of the puzzle. They're actually in a very elaborate holographic system far beyond anything we've ever seen. Um, But they don't know how to override it. That's what the Doctor and Jane may find out. But Scotty, Crusher, and Garrick figure out that it's more than just a holographic projection system. It's actually sentient holograms, and this is how they have fun. They make people compete in challenges where they won't actually get hurt, but it seems like they will. So, I mean, they spend hours and hours figuring this out. And eventually they realize they just have to let the person die in the fight, supposedly. And that's it again. End of the game. So, Data kills Daniel Jackson. Simulation ends. Daniel's fine. People are happy. Everyone goes home happy. Interesting. 
Interesting. Uh, you know, so I was hoping, cause I, I see actually who you chose for me. Uh, so I was hoping that you would give me someone who is, uh, I don't know, like a kind of a spokesperson and you didn't, you gave me literally every, <laughs> every character that's like the beatless character of my group. No, no, no. You got some, you got some good characters in there. You got some people who could be characters. leaders. Yeah. Now, but I, you know, We'll see then how they uh, they figure this out. So, do you want to give everyone then my eight characters? Yeah, I'll give you one change. All right. So, your eight characters. You're gonna have the pilot Hoban Washburn from Firefly, Riker from Star Trek: The Next Generation, Ohura from T- the original. Guinan from TNG, who don't undervalue her. O'Brien from DS9. Chief Tyrrell from Battlestar Galactica. C3PO from the vast sci-fi series Star Wars. And everybody's favorite, Wesley Crusher from TNG. <laughs> Same scenario. If you roll a one, I'm going to have to kill Wesley immediately. <laughs> I don't know if I go there, but okay. roll your dice. So now uh, we're going to roll the dice. All right. Here we go. Oh. You got a five. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so uh, not, not too bad then. Uh, uh, so what I would see happening is, so the weakest must fight the strongest. So uh, I would first actually, Riker is going to be the one who steps forward as like, I'm the strongest, but I'm going to have to take control of the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I see Riker is getting up in front of everyone and immediately starting to put on his best impersonation of uh, Picard and start <laughs> to give Picard's whole speech about how uh, dare the Q, you know, act like they have the uh, authority of uh, like, of, you know, knowing what is the best moral reason or whatever. And uh, so Riker tries his best. Well, then the Q just immediately snaps his fingers and then immediately Riker and Crusher, uh, Wesley Crusher, are on horses going towards each other at like Mm. high speeds. Um, So then you have, uh, you know, I would see like uh, Chief Tyrrell and then Chief O'Brien. I don't know. I feel like they would be best friends. But then, uh, you know, C-3PO is like super annoying to them. And then Ohura and Guinan um, are going to be doing their own thing while Wash is just like looking around like he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, but Ohura and Guinan are about the only ones that are having like cool heads here. And then O'Brien and Tyrrell are trying to come up with a solution while 3PO is like shouting at them in the background that we only have like, you know, 10% chance of surviving this. Um, so while O'Brien and Tyrrell are looking into uh, God knows what, uh, as Riker and Crusher are just about to cruise into each other, Guinan somehow is able to stop everything with a word or with a gesture or whatever, causing the Q to stop everything immediately because he realizes he has just interfered with Guinan, almost one of the only uh, types of beings that he is afraid of is Guinan. Um, so everything stops, a hush falls over the crowd. Wesley and Riker are frozen in time about to, uh, pierce each other through with a lance. Let's be honest. 
Wesley would definitely be the one to go if anyone. Um, and uh, Guinan, uh, I feel like would, would just like lean her head into the queue and whisper something in his ear about like a secret she knows about him. And immediately everyone would snap back to the ship and uh, everyone would be safe. And Guinan would just, you know, have like that sly smile like, oh, yeah, she knows what's going on, even though, like, absolutely no one knows what's happened other than, like, she is a powerful being who definitely doesn't belong on this ship with us, mm-hmm. you know, serving drinks. So um, that's what I think would happen now as it comes to the listener, you at home. So those are our two scenarios. That's how we would uh, describe them if we were writing this uh, weird, terrible show that we've kind of come up with. <laughs> and it would be terrible. It would. <laughs> so it'd be really bad. Um, but anyway, um, so what we need you to do is if you have a Twitter, go to our Twitter poll. We're going to be posting that as soon as we post, uh, the, uh, episode, and then you're going to go there and vote on who you thought, uh, explained the scenario best and whose team would actually have the greatest chance of making it out of there. Now, obviously, you know, a lot of things are kind of just based on your opinion of which story you liked more uh, and which one you think would happen mostly. Uh, so vote on that. And then on the next episode, we will reveal who the winner is uh, for this episode. Mm-hmm. So no one injured. Uh, so no one is going to have to go on the, the injury reserve or anything like no. that. And, uh, yeah, uh, I thought pretty next good week, next week we'll have some, some crew changes. Uh, we've already been talking on the side about some free agent changes. Yeah. A lot That'll of people be coming, coming off the week. wave of wire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had to drop a ship. We decided that the uh, scimitar that I drafted was, uh, didn't meet our criteria. It was too powerful. So, uh, we picked, I picked up the Voyager instead. So, mm-hmm. and then you might also, you might also notice on my team, I have C3PO now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I changed out, uh, Chewie just because mm-hmm. let's face it. Come on. What, what's he going to do yeah. other than if, uh, if we go to Kashyyyk, I don't know if he's really going to be too much of a help, but yeah. Hey, who knows? We could go to Kashyyyk one day. He might be back later. He might be, uh, he might be, we might have to pick him up if uh, we roll a one so stick around and uh, don't forget vote on that twitter poll and uh, that will be up as soon as we post the episode for you but first a quick word from our future sponsors looking at you funyuns Okay, so uh, welcome back, and Funyuns, please ignore the last 10 seconds there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so now we want to get into a little bit of uh, just uh, recent things that we've seen through sci-fi. So the number one being Star Trek is back with Patrick Stewart, not just mm-hmm. uh, not just the show that you have to like subscribe to get, um, but actual patrick stewart star trek is back and uh i don't know if you saw the picture that jonathan frakes i think uh tweeted out um but dude i cannot wait to see this show i'm so curious how they're gonna do it like is this picard in retirement is this picard as an admiral trying to adjust to a new crew on the e like what's going on where is this 
Right. And I, I do wonder, I mean, because I heard at least uh, from like a couple of like gossip sites and I do think it's funny that, I mean, that there are gossip sites for Star Trek, but it sounds like uh, people like Brett Spinner and Everett, like all the crew are going to be back, you know, like they're going to bring, they're going to bring them all back um, from next generation, which um, I mean, I know that, you know, like next generation is like my jam. That's, that's the one I think that I probably am most fond of. Um, So uh, I will be interested to see that, Mm -hmm. but it's just crazy to me how, now it seems like more and more people are getting invested because you're having these people who are now yeah. like the Netflix binging generation that are now starting to understand Star Trek a little bit more. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be the interesting part is, you know, are they going to release it like they did with discovery where it's one a week? Is it going to be all at once? I mean, how, how are they going to do it? And again, I'm so curious. Is this on the E is this back on earth? Like, is this a continuation of where inter- where it ended at the end of, you know, Star Trek Nemesis, where, you know, some of the crew's leaving, you know, Troy and Riker get married and go away? You know what it's going to be? It's going to be, like, basically a continuation of that super weird episode where Beverly Crusher is in love with that lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like whoever whoever's writing it if it's uh jonathan frakes uh just just don't do an episode like that again (laughs) that was a weird episode that was the weirdest moment of my prepubescent life yeah (laughs) like what is going on right now (laughs) so um i'm really hoping it's post nemesis and earth and the romulans are actually working on a piece and there's actually something going on there right you have a new enemy come in not the borg somebody new I don't know who, but you bring someone else in. And we're going to get the, the ninth rendition of the Klingons. Um, <laughs> like going from the original yeah. series to going even to Next Generation and then eventually to Discovery. It's kind of like, uh, let's at least have a little bit of consistency. I understand you wanted to make it unique and look really cool, but like, come on, a little bit of consistency would not hurt. Well, let's just be uh, honest. Worf, he was the best. Yeah, I mean like... That's a Klingon. Worf. Yeah, that's your. You, you can't really have anything that's gonna like overshadow Worf at all. So I, I hope he that was they in, bring like, eleven him back. seasons. Yeah, and so if uh, if they do that, I will hope there's a little bit of consistency and continuity yeah. from the old shows. That mm-hmm. it's not just a uh, some super weird timeline that's totally different from the last one. Though um, it would be sweet if they got new uniforms. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they went to like the uh the turtleneck uh sweaters with mm-hmm. the red things over top like they had in uh oh, geez, what was that one? Is that the Voyage Home where they're wearing those? Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what uh, you're talking about. So those are those are the best ones. Um I mean, why not just go like full under armor tracksuits? Yeah. It's in the that's future. That's what's that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I do think it's funny how like a picture of the future has changed over the years, you know, like okay. back in 2000, it was turtlenecks and, <laughs> and like just sweater vests and whatever. Right. And, and now it's, you know, like skin tight under armor, uh, material. So and maybe know, Zubas. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> those things are comfortable. I would wear those if I was in the future. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe in the future that won't, won't be looked down upon so well maybe uh, that's what the space force will wear yes <laughs> which is and, another thing in the news 
Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, pack unpack more of the the space force oh, uh, talk because it'll be interesting to see. Because I know that <laughs> a while ago when Andrew and I were first talking about doing this podcast, um, we were like, you know what? If this doesn't go anywhere, maybe we should just join the space force. <laughs> Pretty sure both of our wives were like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, I I think we're still maybe we can still do it if they'll let me. Um, my wife is shaking her head no right now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, great things to come, especially in the news segment, just because mm-hmm. there's always things developing in uh, this genre. And then thanks yeah. to uh, Donald Trump and all of the people that work for him, uh, we are going to have a ton to talk about with the Space Force and what it means. And then also mm-hmm. uh, getting into other real topics like Elon Musk and uh, what all SpaceX is going to bring in the future. Mm -hmm. So stick around for stuff like that, because we will have uh, more stuff like that in the future. All right. Last segment we're going to do is our book segment. We're going to talk about very diverse books in sci-fi. Now, we're both kind of working our way through what's considered the top 100. We're not going to do it in any particular order. We're just going to choose one that we we're currently reading or we've read both of us and we'll talk about it this week. We're going to talk about a canticle for Leibowitz. And what is that you say? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would actually rank it. Maybe I would actually probably give it like a six out of 10. It's very interesting. I'm only about halfway through enjoying it. Yeah. And very, uh, very different. Right. And if you haven't read it uh, before going in, just know that it is a bunch of like, uh, separate mm-hmm. stories that are all connected together mm-hmm. over a period of you know hundreds of years. Yeah. So um, if you have read anything like uh, the Foundation uh, trilogy or anything like that from Asimov, like the first book in the, in Foundation, when I when I hadn't really known anything about it going in, I was kind of thrown off by the the spacing of the characters so just know that going in that there is like large gaps of time but it is really interesting to see kind of how a uh, society would develop after uh some sort of nuclear apocalypse to the to the majority of society yeah which is really interesting the way they're you know trying to preserve science and 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 just learning in general and this random little sect starts bringing it back Right. That's and, interesting. Uh, and if you if you do end up reading the book, so just kind of a brief synopsis. Um, well, I don't know if we should give a brief synopsis. You haven't even finished it, so I can't give a brief synopsis. Spoilers much. No. Um, but uh, really, it's it's about uh, this sect of uh, humanity that is mm-hmm. like the preserver of knowledge. And uh, they actually collect all these documents uh, from after the apocalypse happens. So they're trying to preserve as much as possible. And uh, they don't think at all about it. Um, so some of it is humorous. Uh, other parts of it are kind of a little thought provoking on uh, how we tend to view things such as religion. Um, so it is a really interesting book. There are a lot of different levels to it. So if you're able to check out uh, Canticle for Leibowitz, uh, we would both suggest it, but just know it's it's definitely a different book going mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's different it's enjoyable but very different yeah and so uh next week we're going to get into maybe a little bit more something like a little bit more mainstream um so stick around for that and then uh, don't forget if you haven't already go and check out our twitter poll 
on uh, on Twitter. We are left at wormhole, and uh, you can find us there. Vote on which scenario you thought was best, and then always stick around for the next episode. We'll reveal the winner, and make sure you give us a good review. Whatever whatever <laughs> listening medium you're using, we can use five star reviews. Whatever they're getting. I mean, we're on Apple, Google. We will- yeah, we'll even accept four star reviews. Yeah. Anything less than that, just it's hurtful. <laughs> it's just hurtful. Anything it. less is hurtful. <laughs> right now we're at a perfect five star rating because I'm the only one that's left a review. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway. But if you also if you have any ideas for future things you'd like to see us do scenario wise, shoot us shoot us something on Twitter. Um yeah. we're we're doing this week to week, so you know, we have ideas for what we'll do but if you came up with a better idea we'll do it yeah and uh shout out to uh jacob for that awesome scenario that you gave us about the borg we are going to get to that one eventually um Mm -hmm. we've actually already been discussing it and we kind of got into a little bit of an argument of what it would be like so uh, (laughs) stick around for that because we will get to that one also uh so thanks for listening to us uh once again we are Turn Left at the Wormhole. Go over to our Twitter page and tweet us questions or answers or just general frustrations with the show, and uh, we might respond. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>